Thanks for making us part of your day. I'm Disa, as ever with Yazzie, and we're just a blur couple, navigating our way through all these geek fandoms and uniting them for your consumption. Alright, we got a really great show for you guys today. We have the heat check coming up in a little bit. Um, and of course we have the news, but first I just wanted to address the fact that we're having a little bit of a shorter show today, because it is actually my birthday yes it is my birthday as well as yazzie's birthday yes and to answer any and all of your questions yes we have a birthday on the same day yes we are dating yes it is kismet yes it feels like it was destined yes it feels it we it's almost like we knew at the at the same time when we heard that yes it is so cute that we share a birthday yes it is but we're having a, we have a lot of stuff planned today from friends and family, so unfortunately we're going to have to do a little bit of a shorter show. But we will be back on Thursday, as usual, to give you our normal over and under show. We're going to be looking at some really great stuff on that day, and we look forward to having a more normal sort of show with you. Till then, here's the news. So fans done did it. They are calling out Captain America. Yes, Captain America, the star-spangled super soldier himself is being called a hypocrite. Yes, you heard it here, a hypocrite. Fans are calling out Captain America for being a hypocrite. Look, this, uh, we all know who Captain America is, of course. He's played by Chris Evans. This centers around the MCU universe, not the comic book universe or anything. So those of you who are more casual can also follow along with this story. It sort of centers around Civil War and the Winter Soldier. This story centers around the fact that in Winter Soldier, Captain America told Nick Fury that he was bad, essentially, for keeping secrets. Meanwhile, it turned out in Captain America's Civil War that Cap had a couple of skeletons in his own closet there as he kept secrets from none other than his quote-unquote friend, uh, Tony Stark, saying that he, he knew that Bucky Barnes killed his folks. Now, here's the thing. Here are my thoughts on this story. This is rubbish. Cap is not a hypocrite. Here's the thing. What, he, what happened in Captain America the Winter Soldier was that 
Cap was saying that this is an active mission. This was an active mission where real lives, lives were on the line, and secrets meant that lives were at risk. And it was proven to be true during the mission because we missed out on catching a bad guy. And that bad guy could have killed a couple of his own people, nearly killed Cap and Black Widow themselves as, they, as another mission was being carried out without Cap's knowledge. If Cap had known, he might have been able to capture that guy anywhere or come up with a new plan. As he said, the difference between a soldier and a bunch of guys with guns is that we trust each other. The difference is, with this situation versus the other one with Tony, is that, look, I mean, RIP, pour one out for, for them all, but they were already dead. It benefits nothing actively right now to, 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 to Tony Stark to think that his parents were killed by Bucky Barnes, as was proved by the next 15 minutes after finding out, and Bucky Barnes and Cap had to stop Tony Stark from killing Bucky Barnes. It was an all-out fight that ended in, obviously, the estrangement of the Avengers. And if the secret had been kept, by, by Baron, if Baron Zemo had never found out, or Captain America had never had to reveal that, the Avengers might have still been together. Because the trust would have still been there. Rightly so, because lives were not on the line by, with the information being kept secret. Sometimes it's about compartmentalizing information, and that's what Cap did. It was, he's not being a hypocrite for keeping secrets because there are two different kinds of situation. In the first situation, Captain America was keeping a secret, was right to say that keeping a secret was bad, because it risked active lives. And in the second one, he was right to keep it a secret because it did not, it risked active lives for the information to come out. He's not being a hypocrite, he's being a good leader. But anyway, you guys tell us what you think. I would actually really love to find out. This is a story that I, I don't want to go anywhere. So you guys obviously know Link, right? Link is that character from uh, Legend of Zelda, the main protagonist of the Legend of Zelda movies. You know, the one who everyone call, thinks is Zelda, but it's actually not Zelda. He's actually Link. Link is the hero and Zelda's the princess who you're trying to play. Anyway, it's a whole big thing, right? Um, well, recently <laughs> there was a little bit of um, a kerfuffle. Yes, a little bit of a kerfuffle surrounding Link. Um, a book came out, a little... Uh, a book about um, the characters of Legend of Zelda came out, and it featured Link. Um, you know, a more detailed story about Link and all that, and then it featured a picture of Link. Um, nude. Nude. Yes, nude. You heard that right, nude. Um, why he was nude in this, it makes... I don't know. I don't know why he was nude in this, but he was. And uh, this raised some questions about it, because uh, not only was he nude, but he was basically a eunuch. He had no genitalia. So, like, uh, that started all kinds of conversations. It's one of the lighter stories we're covering here today. <laughs> um, I have no idea why Link was was firstly naked and then they gave him no genitals like that's kind of weird right i don't know it, it, it just kind of seems i think that link should not be nude firstly 
And secondly, I think that Link, if you're gonna make him nude, just give him some genitals, man. Like, give him something. If you're telling us that he's a woman, that's cool. If you're telling us he's a man, that's cool. Um, pick something, pick a side. You know, like Nicki Minaj said, pick a side, pick a side. Anyway, tell us what you think, as always. So, information has just been uh, coming out about Creed 2, which launched obviously last weekend, that apparently in the early drafts of Creed 2, there was uh, Stephen, Ke- Stephen Capel Jr., who is the director of Creed 2, states that he actually wanted to include Mr. T in the in the movie in some manner. Now, obviously Mr. T played um, Clubber Lang in the very, very famous uh, Rocky III. And he was the guy who knocked, the, knocked Rocky the fuck out. As we all remember, he pitied the fool. And that was actually the catchphrase that launched him into superstardom. Um, Mr. T nearly made it into Creed 2, but apparently they just couldn't seem to make it work with the main storyline of Ivan Drago that they really wanted to pursue. And I sort of understand that. Look, Mr. T is his own thing. I think that Mr. T is his own thing. I think that Ivan Drago is his own thing. And I, I, I think that that's right to do it this way. But here's my question. Why would we do an Ivan Drago movie, a Drago movie, before we do the Mr. T movie? Because, I mean, if we're doing it sequentially, I mean, it makes sense because, like, this is the one battle that he needs to overcome, right? And Adonis Creed needs to overcome. He needs to overcome, like, the thing about his father before reclaiming or reclaiming his own legacy. I like the idea of the movie. I haven't seen it yet because, you know, hashtag third world problems. It hasn't come out in Botswana just yet. It's coming out this coming weekend and I intend on watching it. Motherfucker, you have no idea how I intend on watching that movie. I've been I've been frothing at the mouth to watch this. I, I followed every little tidbit of information. So as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast or you've been listening or if you see it on our Instagram page, I want this movie to work out. Um, I think that if they're going to do a Creed 3, which I think is the only thing that makes sense. If you're going to include do a Creed 3, then it makes sense that it would if you are going to continue, you know, trotting out the pantheon of of former of Rocky Rocky heroes, um, if you're going to do that, then Mr. T's the next logical place to go. I like the idea of, of Mr. T, but I just don't know how Mr. T figures into Adonis Creed's life. He doesn't. He's a Rocky villain, isn't he? And he's... and he, he, No, he wasn't a Rocky villain. He was a Rocky prop. He was a prop to allow Rocky to, quote-unquote, level up. He wasn't a villain, per se. Um, I think that if we're going to do Creed 3, Creed 3 needs to go back to his own story it needs to he needs to get a villain of his own or a prop as i just said of his own adonis needs to i mean adonis needs to get a prop of his own to overcome something inside of himself or beat the one thing that he can't beat and or something along those lines i don't know um you guys tell us what you think in terms of if they do a creed 3 
what should it be about? Tell us. So rumors are that um, apparently Michael Dorn is, might be, might be, this, nothing's confirmed just yet, but Michael Dorn is rumored to be included in the Jean-Luc Picard Star Trek Next Generation spin-off series that is supposed to come out sometime in 2019 or 2020. Um, look, I, I'm obviously looking forward to seeing more stories that center around Jean-Luc Picard, who is, um, in my view, the second best captain in the Star Trek universe. I think that Jean-Luc Picard is number two all time, because Captain Sisko is number one for me. That's just how I think about it. I think he had more to overcome during his time, and he overcame it with grace, with a grace and whatever, and with grace and strength. Hell, you know how much I love Captain Sisko? Because he, in typical fashion, even in a galaxy, in, in the final frontier over there, not a galaxy far, far away, but in the final frontier, a brother doesn't even start the damn show as commander. He had to earn that shit. He's, he's sorry, he didn't start as captain, he started as commander. He earned the right to be cap called captain. Even in a galaxy far, far away. That racism still motherfucking exists. I swear to God. Anyway, whatever. Obviously, there's no racism there, but it's just, it's just hilarious that the first time they get a black guy to lead the show, he doesn't start off with the same rank as everybody else. He has to work his way up the chain. He has to do twice as much to get half as much respect. It's, it was funny. Anyway, apparently Worf is rumored to be in this series, and I I think that it would be a fitting way to, to do Picard, because I always thought that the Picard-Worf relationship was never fully actualized or explored in the way that it could have been. I always thought that Worf was a character who sort of worked on the periphery and he had a stronger relationship with Data and Geordi LaForge um, than he did, or even Commander Riker than he did uh, John Luke Picard. Um, and I think that this would be a great way of putting them together and seeing these two vener venerable actors carve something truly unique in the Star Trek universe. But anyway, as always, guys, tell us what you think. We're really, really eager to find out. Hey, guys, welcome to The Heat Check, your weekly review of trending weekly shows. Okay, so let's talk about Arrow. Yes, Arrow is in its seventh season. Um, it's, uh, I think by the time some of you hear this, episode 7 will have already come out. Um, we record this show on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, so unfortunately we haven't seen Arrow or Walking Dead, so that's kind of annoying, but, uh, we're gonna try and figure out how to do that for you. But Arrow, episode 6 from last week, Monday, was watched, and we're just here to tell you a little bit of a heat check. Alright, so let's talk about Arrow. All right, Oliver Queen is having a shocking time of it right now. He's in jail. It's all of that. It's like his wife is like, his family's under siege. His family, his friends don't like one another. There's a new Green Arrow. We're all like, oh, we're sprung for that Green Arrow. It's a whole thing, man. But here's the highlight of the show of the episode six. The highlight of episode six has got to be, for me anyway, 
has got to be the ending. That little dude? Oh my god, what a surprise. What a surprise that he might not be the guy we've been presented with since episode one. Right? Like, I can't be alone in thinking that, right? Like, we are going to obviously get some of this in episode seven. We are obviously going to get some of this in episode seven. And for those of you who have already seen episode seven, should you listen to this podcast after it's come out, well, you're probably like, well, yeah, dude, come on. Come on. Like, uh, why were you thinking? Yeah. But anyway, that has got to be the highlight of the episode. I think that the whole um, Talia thing, I love Talia. I love Talia way more than, I've, than I ever liked Nyssa, even though Nyssa is an interesting addition to the whole thing, but I'm all about the Talia. Oh, by the way, did anybody catch that Batman mention? Did anyone catch that Batman mention where she's like, um, where, where he asked her, how did you, so what are you doing here? And she's like, I ran afoul of a friend in Gotham. I was like, you're talking about him, aren't you? You're talking about him. You're talking about the, the, your beloved, your beloved Batman, aren't you? I loved that bit. There was, there's a couple highlights, but I gotta say the ending was a highlight for me. I loved finding that out. I loved finding out that like the whole time that Oliver's trying to f- save this little dude, that dude might be bad. And hell, who knows? That guy might actually have a Diaz connection. Who knows? I'm I'm on tenterhooks for that. All right, the low point of the episode, you know, it's it's gotta be Felicity. Look, I. I I, I'm not one to say that certain the characters need to actor actors get bored. I get it. I get it. Actors get bored. You know they want they don't want to do the same job every single day and all that stuff. They want to flex their acting muscles and we all want to see characters evolve. But there are certain things called anchoring characters, and Felicity has always been an anchoring character on the show. She anchors all the other characters and grounds them. To, so that then they know their moral and ethical center. When you run into a, a storyline on television or, or movies where an anchoring character, all of it, you start questioning an anchoring character's morality, all of a sudden, everything's up in the air. All things are up in the air. And I don't know if that's a good thing for Arrow to have that. They've gone through six seasons of her being an anchoring character and now you're gonna in season seven you're gonna do that i don't know where the chips are gonna fall but i'm not really happy about that her her growing her her changing morality is something that i don't know is it's not for me so far maybe we're gonna see how it goes um Maybe we're going to see an evolution that we're actually going to end up loving. Especially with that whole future angle that they're, they're on. We don't know. Look, why am I still watching this show? And, I'm, I, and am I going to keep watching this show? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to keep watching this show. I'm going to keep watching the show because it has continues, even after seven, six seasons. You know, and six episodes. To have very solid action sequences. Continuing very solid action sequences that... They keep on, you know, they keep on being inventive about how they frame action sequences. The characters' action styles all make sense for them. Um, there are continued good performances from cast-wide. There's, there's, there's almost no weak cast member. You know, no one, is, no one is leaning on anybody else to carry the show. They're, it's, it's all, they're all good. They're all, they're all more than decent actors. 
You know, the lowest level is decent and the best level is very good. You know, I, I, I love that. The, the screen, the writing continues to make very solid leaps and in growth of characters, Felicity aside, and make very solid leaps and changes to keep it all interesting. I love the plot lines. I love the fact that uh, Kirk Acevedo is uh, more of an important character. I, I really love Diaz. I don't, I'm not, maybe you guys can tell me if Diaz is actually a comic book character. I don't know. But he's, he's something to behold. He is the things that we really wanted from Negan in, in The Walking Dead. Completely different show. I know, but you know what I'm talking about when I say that. We wanted a character like this who shows why he is different. And after two seasons, I think he was just came on as just supposed to be a guest character, but then they're like, Christ, he's he's really fucking good. As Kirk Acevedo is. He's very, very good. We saw that on Fringe. Anyway, you guys tell us what you think of, of Arrow. Um, right now, I'm going to have to give Arrow a 7. I think that it's a, it's, a sep, it's a solid 7. No change from last week. This episode in particular, I gave a 7 as well. So no change from the previous week. Um, we're going to see whether it goes up or down next week in terms of uh, how the show is progressing. But I think that this show is a solid 7 at present. And you should get on, on it if you're, if you're watching it. If you're not watching it, sorry. And if you are watching it, you know what, why I'm saying it's a 7. So Black Lightning, all right? Black Lightning, we're on season two, episode six. Um, this is one of my favorite shows on television right now. It's, it's one of my, it's, it's probably my favorite black people's show. It's probably my, he's probably my favorite black superhero right now. Um, I like Black Lightning, I like where it's going. Um, let's talk about the highlight from this episode. Man, the highlight from this episode, the highlight from this episode is Gamby's awesomeness. Gamby is just a badma. Gamby and Tobias Whale. I've talked about Tobias Whale before. This guy is the real deal. This is a real deal bad guy. He's he's a he's a three four season bad guy where you don't. He's he's like a bad guy from the from the eighties. You know, like where the whole show is actually about their continuing battle, and you don't want to see the battle end. You don't want to see one of them win. He's he's just. He's a badass. He's a complete and utter badass. And he is, every now and then, when he, he changes up the, he changes up everything when he when he's in a scene, like, you know that when when he's with with Painkiller, and he's and he's just, he's talking about, you know, Painkiller comes in and says, oh, I, you know, I, I couldn't kill the preacher, and then he's like, in military doctrine, they have two prevailing theories about like, you know, I was like, wait, wait, what? What are, you, what are you talking about? Like, you, you, all of a sudden you're philosophizing, he's taking off his rings. I was like, this motherfucker, this Negro about to get a beat down. He about to catch an ass whooping of note. I just knew it. I was like, look, this, this, this squeaky clean teenager who used to be a track star with, with his false braids or cornrows, he ain't going to take Tobias Well, Tobias Well damn near killed Black Lightning. Black Lightning is a goddamn... Fucking ass, fucking ass whooping motherfucker. He ain't going, he, he, so when Tobias Well fucks a dude up, he fucks a dude up. And that's what he did. He laid down the ass, smacking ass whooping on, on that, on that wannabe Bob Marley motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? He whooped his ass and I love every goddamn second of it. It was actually a really good fight. It was really well choreographed, but he saw the difference in quality between the two. As for Gamby, Gamby is just, man, he's, he's fun to watch. 
He's fun to watch. That whole escape. I told y'all last week. I told y'all. Y'all were sleeping on it when I told y'all. I told y'all Gamby's alive. Everybody knew Gamby's alive. You can't kill Gamby. Gamby's gonna die when Gamby wants to die. That's that's how it is. And I feel like he's gonna die in a very spectacular fashion. He's gonna die a hero, or maybe it's gonna be one of those Jefferson Pierce pulling the plug on him kind of deaths. That's what I think. Anyway, let's talk about the low points. Man, dumb teenagers. I'm 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 about tired of dumb teenagers, man. Like I'm Man, his daughter, that chick dumb. That chick dumb. Why is she hanging out with Painkiller? Why is she hanging out with Painkiller? Like that dude is no good. Like her mom and dad are telling her this dude's no good. Her sister's telling her this dude's no good. And she's like, "Oh, I want to go back to school and be with my friends and have a life of my own. It's like, well, as soon as we know we can't, you're not going to kill nobody, then you can go back to school. Till then, we're going to have to homeschool your ass. Like, that's not fair. Do you want to, do you want to kill your friends? I don't think so. Anyway, man, and then the other one is paying killer. Man, he really thought he was going to kill. He really thought. He schemed. He schemed. He really schemed. What is wrong with this Negro? Does he not know? Has he not seen? He's seen Tobias well. And he's also saying, I'm not a killer. I'm like, you killed somebody two episodes ago. Like, you literally killed two people two episodes ago. You killed multiple guards and cops and whatnot, but now you're saying you're not a killer? Man, fuck you, dog. He's a killer. He's stone cold. You just don't want to kill a priest. That's fair. But don't say you ain't a killer, hypocrite motherfucker. Anyway, why am I still watching this show? They have really interesting and inventive stories. This whole thing with like a slavery era group of black people that were living on a plantation out down in South Freeland over there, that is cool, man. It's the kind of story that we want to see and we're talking about when we say diversity is a good thing in media because it tells new interesting stories that frankly speaking, white men can't tell us. White men aren't gonna be able to tell us a realistic explanation of what happened to slaves and stories that happened around slavery because they don't know that they don't have the experience. They can't tell it to us from, from a real perspective. This is why diversity is so important. It's a, one of those kind of things. I mean, these stories that they're telling in Black Lightning are really inventive and interesting. And it's something that, man, I'm, I'm curious about. I wanna see. The general cast is another strong point for the show that keeps me watching. I think that this show is continues to be a seven. It continues to be a seven. This particular episode was was probably a six point five. I'm actually going to give it a six point five. It was less. It was whelming because Jefferson Pierce wasn't as involved in the episode, and it didn't really have the greatest of action sequences going through it. It was kind of like. They weren't as fluid. They weren't as good. I mean, this this show is, isn't great for action sequences. Plain and simple. It's just not... That's not what we're watching the show for. But it, it, if that's the low point of the episode. You know, I'm, I'm not really impressed by it in terms of the action sequences. And But the story is good. And that's why I'm watching. Um, tell us what you think about Black Lightning, whether you like it, hate it, or whatever. All right, so let's talk about Titans, okay? You know, some of you who know... This show, um, you're you're interested in it. Maybe you're not. I don't know. But uh, if you're not, you're sleeping on this show. Y'all are sleeping on this show. 
Now, y'all are, 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 are for real deal sleeping on this show because it's excellent, man. It is, it is, it is, it is moving into a place where it is going to be unmissable television. It, 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 they've laid the groundwork, they're doing it all, and it's, it's going to be dope. All right, let's talk about episode seven. All right, in episode seven, we get into the whole Raven thing, and Raven was kidnapped, and you know, Raven is not not kidnapped, but they had that guy from the last episode, and he was, and and he tricks them all, and Raven and Beast Boy go off and get captured, and then Dick and Starfire have to save him, and then they get captured, and then it's a whole one, right? Yeah. What is the highlight of this episode? The highlight of this episode is that boy. Dick Mayweather. My nigga, my nigga. That boy Dick Mayweather done blazing ass whooping on everybody. God damn. I, I don't know how else I can say it, man. That oh my god. That boy, that boy that boy is, is, is whoops ass. He makes it look good and I, I don't even understand. I don't even understand how y'all are sleeping on this show when it's got a guy like that. That boy Dick Bourne. That boy, Dick Board, he just he just he just walked down to a thing and lays a lead pipe in the security guards. He left, right, and center. He takes a whooping from a from a, from 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 from, from uh, one of those tasers. He just he's just like, ah, I'm gonna kick ass. Is it that boy? That boy, man is just he's on fire. He is on fire. Uh, like Brenton Thwaites, you take a bow, son. You take a bow because you are keeping this show together. Without him. Kind of very average. Like I, 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 I'm almost like I don't know why I'm watching without him. Like I, I, I'm, I'm almost at that point. They're starting to develop other storylines, but man, that boy Brenton Thwaites, he is the real deal. He is a, he's the real deal. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm convinced by him. What is the low light? These motherfucking dumb, dumbass teenagers. Goddamn, like. I need Jesus. I, I need. I, I need. I need something to st- help me from dumb teenagers. Like I, I the mo- Yes, they have your mama. Yes, they got your mama. Yes, you want to save your mama. Dick ain't saying he ain't gonna save your mama. He's just saying I don't trust that nigga. I don't trust that motherfucker over there. That's all he's saying. And I want to get reconnaissance. So when we save your mama, when we go to save your mama, one or two of us might live. One or two of us might not get tortured. That's all I'm saying. He, he, that's all I just want a good plan. But when we go and save her, we're not, not going to save her. God damn. And then they just go and get captured. Silent. They didn't even have a chance. They just got whooped. Dumbass teenagers, man. Like, man, they... Ooh, child, they pissed me off. Anything? Else? Oh, Raven, man, you know what pissed me off about that episode? Low light, Raven. There's Beast Boy. He is killing a motherfucker, eating him alive. He, she doesn't even bat an eyelash. She's just like, yeah, nigga. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just watches him. She knows that's supposed to be her friend. That's the motherfucker who backed you. Up. He had your back, and you know that's gonna destroy him. You know it's gonna torture him, killing somebody. You just let him do it. You didn't even say no, guard, stop, no, please don't. 
No, you just kept quiet, watched him. I'm not saying you enjoyed it. You just watched him. That ain't cool, man. That ain't your boy. That ain't your friend. Gar, leave this bitch. That's what you need to do. Leave this bitch. Because she wants to see you whoop ass. She wants to see you kill people. She don't care if you do. That's not a good person. Why am I watching this show? Um, you know, I think I said it. Is that boy, is that boy, is that boy Dick Wick? That boy Dick Wick, he just lays an ass whoop. He's like, oh, you took my friends. I'm going to take a lead pipe to your ass. That's why I'm watching this. Look, Brenton Thwaites is an utter badass and a very convincing lead. He really, really is leading this show and I'd never heard of him before this and I'm, I'm embarrassed that I haven't heard of him. He's, he's one of those, he's a great find for DC. And as the first show of, on this, first new show on this format, I think that they're doing a great job because this show has a great lead. It has near cinematic cinematography and action. And the story is developing in a really good way. This show last week, I think I gave it a 6.5. I'm giving this one a 7.5 now. This is a full point up because they really developed everything and the team are actually looking more like a team. Even though they're led by their fearless leader, Robin, they are looking more like a team than they did before. And I'm really, really interested in watching the next episode. I'm, I'm, I'm frothing at the mouth for the next episode. I don't know. You tell us what you think. Do you think a 7.5 is fair for this show? Or not? Tell us what you think. Alright, so Star Wars Resistance. Has, is it, are any of you guys watching this show? Because I'd be interested in your views on it. Really, I'd be really interested in your views. Because I started watching it and I'm, I'm, cur I'm current now. I started watching it last week and I'm back to, I'm now current with it. I watched episode 7. And episode 7 is curious. I, that's how I, 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 I describe this show. It's, it's, it's curious. Um, the highlight of the episode is obviously the continued growth of the lead character. And uh, further immersion, immersion into the First Order Republic politics. And the people, rather, the how the people in between them are caught up in the crossfire between the First Order and Republic politics. And how pirates and everyday life of people in the Star Wars universe. You know, that is the highlight of the episode. Uh, I suppose. You know, the low light. Look, it's like this. This show is very meh. Without the Force and the Jedi. The low light of this show and this episode is the continued lack of any mention of the Force, the lack of the Force, and whatnot. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Like that's that's the that's the low light. So let's talk about why I'm why I'm watching the show. And I'm not really sure why I'm watching the show at present. Other than fan loyalty to Star Wars, I can't really explain it to you why I'm watching this show. Um, the lack of Jedi and Force mentions makes it feel less like Star Wars. Because look, it's like this. Star Wars to me has always been advanced sci-fi technology meets magic. That's the reason why it's called it's science fantasy, not science fiction, because they have a mag they have magic involved in, in the Force. And they have magicians or battle mages involved in it who are called Jedi and Sith. 
That is what makes Star Wars Star Wars. If you take out the Force and you don't have the Force, as and je- don't have Jedi who use the Force, then it's just a, a, a sci-fi show about insurgents fighting against an unpopular political system. There are tons of shows like that, and they and they do this better. I I don't know what Star Wars is without the Force. Like it's it doesn't make sense to me. But that's that. You know, it seems like that's the direction they seem to want to go in. We've already had two show two movies where they don't use the Force at all. Um, in Rogue One and Solo, and they're doing a series that's centered around the Mandalorian. Maybe they're going to be able to use the Force in that one and have Force characters, but at present, man, I don't, I don't know if I want to watch Star Wars if you're gonna, if they're gonna continue making stories that don't include the Force and Jedi or Sith or any other kind of Force user, because magic is what makes this show magical and watchable and different to everything else. Again, science fantasy, not science fiction. As for this show, right now it is... This show is hovering at a 6. Somewhere between a 5.5 and a 6. This episode is a 6. It is watchable, but... It's it's like a 5.5. This episode is a 5.5. The show is actually... No, fuck it. It's a 5.5. That's what this show is. It's a 5.5 right now. I don't know why I'm watching it other than brand loyalty. Um... Maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe you guys can tell me why why it's watchable, why it should be watched. I can't explain it right now. You guys tell us. Tell me what's up. All right? Shoot us a line.
come to the end of the show did you enjoy it did you not like it would you like to ask some questions or better yet answer some of the questions we've already asked well here are a few ways you can do that you can tweet us on twitter at blows united you could dm us on instagram at blows united or you can contact us directly on our facebook page and join our Facebook group. Or, if you get the Anchor app, you can even send us a voice note. How about that? Hope you enjoy your day.